Smoking and Drinking in Space is a proud member of the Ear Glue Media Network. God, <laughs> she's not good answering. No, Abe, that's the question. I know. So, what's the answer? I mean, you've got the four hundred billion dollars. You've, you've gone the charity route. You have this perfect hundred-room mansion with matching his and her yachts and helicopter pads. I mean, basically, you have absolute impunity to do whatever you want. Nobody can touch you. Yeah. I mean, you're fresh back above from this two-year. Well, absolutely, well above. You're you're fresh back from this two-year world galloping vacation. How do you feel your day? What do you do? Abe, I know that's the question, but it's not a real question, so why does it matter? <laughs> so what's the answer? Babe, he knows that's the question, okay? He's asking you the question. Well, what do you mean? What would I do with my life, or what would I do tomorrow? My God, either. Well, I'd have to do something constructive. I'd have to <laughs> do something that would help. Something to make you feel good. <laughs> I know. That's fantastic. Good. My wife. So good. So pure. You are pure. Shut up. Why'd you ask then? This is what I would do. I would wake up tomorrow morning and I'd go over to Gabriel Capital Inc. And I would tell Joseph Platt's receptionist that I'm there to see him. And when he comes out, I would ram my fist through the flat of his nose. Just one good uh, punch, one good pow. That's amazing. It's about time. That is so great. Where did this come from? You're the one that's always defending the guy. I would only do it, though, if I knew that, you know, no one would find out or get hurt or anything. Like, I wish that there was a way that I could do it and uh, go back and tell myself not to. Because I just want to know what it feels like. That's all, really. I'm so proud. Finally, my husband, the hero. Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we discuss the 2004 independent film that explores time travel and nails the science, but slips on the production. Written by Shane Carruth, directed by Shane Carruth, produced by Shane Carruth, music by Shane Carruth, starring Shane Carruth, and catered by Shane Carruth's mom and dad, it's Primer. And with me this week, he is the cause to my effect. It's James. How are you doing, James? Oh, fabulous. My DBX is out for warranty work, uh, and I had to watch this movie. So I am in a fan-fucking-tastic mood. Let's fucking do this. And he's the light cone that keeps us moving forward, but never backward. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Pretty good. Um, Shane Carruth is in my room today. Is he really? So he's going to be doing the podcast for you, okay? Yeah, he, he's he's giving me notes. <laughs> so I was going to say that all that all, all that's just foreshadowing for the awards, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so how's your how's your week been, guys? It was fantastic. So uh, I had a a, a, a herf, a mega herf at Casa de Monte Cristo in Chicago with Simply Stogies uh, dot com. Uh, did you really? Dot club. I did. And these did two assholes out of nowhere from Texas fucking showed up. It was amazing. Uh, uh, I had Jason and, and Jonesy from the Cantina cast and Ear Glue Media showed up. Out of like nowhere, completely surprised to me. Everybody kept it uh, a surprise. Uh, so I got to spend the majority of yesterday uh, talking with you guys, talking with you, and talking with with uh, uh, Jonesy and have a cigar. And it was it was a fantastic. It was great. I was blown away uh, uh, that you two actually flew from Texas to Chicago just to you know have a cigar with me. So again, to both of you, I say fuck you. <laughs> Well, fuck you too. No, we were we were <laughs> glad to do it. We had a great time. It was a it was a great herf. It was a really cool to see some of the uh, and meet some of the people that uh, frequent simply stogies over there. And you and I also got to do kind of a, a special Patreon broadcast podcast type thing. So uh, I'm going to be editing that and getting up that up pretty soon. So if you're a Patreon supporter, that's going to be some exclusive content. James and I are at Casa de Monte Cristo 
and we're talking about various things. So definitely check we that out. We even had a peanut gallery. We Is did. that level two? No, no, no. That's still quabble level. There's only one oh. level. You're either a I quabble or you're not. Oh, okay. you're, you're either down with the quabble or you're, you're not. You're either with the quabble or you're against the quabble. That's right. Rob, how was your week? What were you doing? Um, I was camping. That's pretty much it. I was camping. Well, that was this weekend, I guess. Uh, during the week, I was working. I was working and camping. Uh, I'm no longer camping. Um, I have to go back to work tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, that's my life. You live an exciting working, life. Yeah, working and camping. That's, that's basically what it is. Working yeah. and camping. Camping and a working Everybody's Finkel camping. is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel. Einhorn. Einhorn. Finkel. <laughs> All right, Rob. What news you got this week? Uh, well, um, let's see. Which one do I want to start with? Ooh, let's start with this one. So Haley, uh, Seinf- Haley Seinfeld. Haley Seinfeld. Haley Steinfeld. Uh, Steinfeld. Feld. Steinfeld. Steinfeld. Uh, my brain broke. Sorry. The girl from Pitch Perfect. Boom. Yes. Or Bumblebee, whichever you prefer. Right. How long um, did that take? Because I like I'm not stoned. I'm completely sober, but that felt like that bit took two hours. How like how many words did you say there, Rob? It, uh, it was Haley uh, Steinfeld like over and over and over again. Not on purpose. Um, I just I'm a little tired. It's like but we're going back me. in time. Like we're looping uh, through time. From working and camping, Maybe. camping and working, working, working. and camping, camping yes, and working. Yeah, yeah. Like, anyway, so she is eyed uh, by Disney to uh, headline, I guess, the Hawkeye series. Um, yeah, I Hawkeye's, read something about that. As Hawkeye's daughter. Um, that should be kind of interesting, I guess. It'll also be more sci-fi than 112263. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I think so. Yes, I. You know what? That'll be the last eleven twenty two sixty three uh, dig that I do. <laughs> I'm retiring it. I uh, better cross out a couple of my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, that one's not a big deal. Uh, the next one that I had is um, so. What is your guys's opinion of the Mummy series with Brendan Fraser? Sucks. Wow, Jason sucks. Uh, that series as a series is now, not overly fantastic, but the first movie and the third movie, I think. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 They were pretty good. The, the one without Scorpion King, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't Scorpion yeah. King. Was he? Was that that series? I don't even yeah. remember. That's yeah, like the first. In, I remember. I remember The Rock. That was like his yeah. big break, right? Yeah. 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 I remember him talking about it and how you know. All, all the other actors are like, oh, he took such good direction. He just kind of soaked everything in, and now the guy's like the best actor ever. So uh, do we thank Brendan Fraser for that? I think we should. Um, and I don't know that we think. talked about it. Look, I'm, I'm talking right now. You hush. <laughs> Nobody cares about what you got to say, Jason. <laughs> That's probably true. That's true. Uh, no, what I was going to say is uh, Brendan Fraser uh, has stated he is all in if there is a fun way to approach a Mummy 4 film. So Didn't they could, reboot this with they Tom did, Cruise? Uh-huh, and it sucked. Okay, um, isn't Tom Cruise older than Brendan Fraser? Yes. Yeah. And, and they won't let Brendan Fraser do it because he's too old? I don't know what their reason is. Or is Brendan Fraser just out of a job at the supermarket and he wants to do The Mummy 4? Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Right. Like, I like Brendan Fraser. I think he's a great actor. I've liked him in everything that he's been in, starting with Encino Man. I I really, I I, I feel bad for the guy that. Really? You like everything he's been in? Yeah, man. I can't think of a movie that he's been in where I'm like, I don't want to watch that. What was that one? Bump? What was that movie where he was stuck in a bunker? Um, he and his parents lived in a bunker because they thought the nuclear holocaust had happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a dumb out. movie. Yeah. But I'll still watch it. It's not like I go, ah, oh, Brendan Fraser's in this. I it's, can't not like, it's not like Will Smith. And Brendan Fraser. It, look, if it's not Will Smith, I like Brendan Fraser. Okay. That's fine. I don't go, ah, oh, fuck d- Brendan Fraser. I go, ah, oh, fuck Will Smith. See? Okay, so Brendan Fraser 
is my Will Smith. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fair. I like The Rock. I love and The I, Rock. So we okay. So then we have to, Brendan Fraser to thank for that. What do we have? To I don't thank know Will that Smith we have for? Brendan Fraser to thank for I, The Rock. I think we have uh, that yeah, first totally money. We movie. have we have Margot Robbie to th- uh, thank for Will Smith. That that or how Will Smith to thank for because uh, you know okay. Well, uh, the other way she fine. in focus. I, yeah. She was in Focus, but she was in The Wolf of Wall Street before Focus. Oh, yeah. she was in that before Focus. Okay. Yeah. So that's okay. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. We have yeah. him to thank. And he is a phenomenal yeah. actor. So Yeah, I'm not going to – yeah, I, I don't really have – like I don't like the dude. Like his, some of his politics, some of the things he says, I don't like him. But he's a good actor. Uh, Will Smith, on the other hand, just doesn't strike me as a, a genuine human being. <laughs> you think he's a robot? He might. He may be a robot. Will Smith, more sci-fi. Oh, wait. I retired that. Oh, uh, yeah. You uh, can't say it. Yeah. Damn it. Then 11 Thanks, Rob. I finished it off. Finished it off. What else you got, Rob? So um, I got one. I got a couple more. Uh, real quick one. Um, there is a rumored Tank Girl um, nope. being redone with uh, Margot Robbie attached to it. So Her production company, yeah. Yeah, is yeah, she gonna yeah. look? Is she going to look as unattractive as Lori Petty did in Man, the I original hope not. Tank Good? Well, I hope right? she's a hot tank girl. There's nothing that says that she's going to be in the movie. It's just her production no. company has picked up the rights to redo don't, the movie. Don't, no. don't, she's gonna don't, don't piss on my parade. I mean, now. I can certainly see her doing a Tank Girl movie. I mean, Tank Girl happened in Australia, it, so she's well, Australian. Tank Girl is essentially. It is, it is essentially uh, Harley Quinn. No, with with a tank. No, 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 no. Tank Girl was Tank Girl was the epitome of kind of this this punk culture in a post apocalyptic world. Well, what is Harley Quinn if not punk? Psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Well, that's that's uh, that's probably fair. Can we get Margot Robbie to reboot Barbed Wire? Barbed wire. What was the name of that Pamela Anderson? Barbed wire. Barbed wire. Barbed wire. And stripperella. Like, let's just go all out here. So you want to objectify Margot Robbie? Too late. (laughs) Man. (laughs) What else you got? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know why you asked that. That was a silly question. (laughs) Jeez. All right. So my last one. I got one more. Uh, A few episodes ago, we talked about the fact that. uh, a Indian, uh, the Indian Space uh, Research Organization, uh, the Indian NASA, tried to land a la- uh, something on the moon and it crashed and all that kind of good stuff. Well, apparently, uh, India uh, has their support lines over here in uh, the USA uh, because they've asked NASA to give them a hand. So, uh, we outsource all our support lines to India, and India outsources <laughs> theirs to us. So, so it's just one big feedback loop. It, it, it is. It is. Yeah. So, yeah. No, NASA's uh, trying to use uh, what is that? The was it Vikram, uh, or no? Trying to contact Vikram through their uh, deep space network, their DSN network. You know, basically their tech support for India. So, that's awesome. That. Yeah. It's all a big circle. It all comes full it circle. Is. It's life imitating art, imitating life. Uh, or should I start primer. singing the the circle of life? Yes, do King? it. No. Oh, sorry, we don't own the rights to that. What that note? Was that a natural note? I don't know that that was a note. <laughs> In the strictest sense of the word, probably not. No. I have a voice of an angel. A dying angel, but it's an angel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's ready for a pod crawl? Uh, let's, let's do, do this. this. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. Aaron opens the garage door letting in all the bugs as he explains in the worst Liam Neeson impression ever that he has a particular set of skills, talking like you know what's going on in his head. With the help of his best friend and fellow engineer, Abe, they deconstruct microwaves, catalytic converters and refrigerators to make an argon-powered anti-gravity machine that just so happens to also culture toe jam through the powers of time travel. 
Not sure what to do with their new invention, they begin an ethical and safety-focused study of the machine they have built to discover its innate properties and possibly begin a new branch of scientific study. Just kidding, they go back in time with a minor regard to whether they will survive to make themselves filthy rich. However, being rich doesn't seem to be enough for these Dilbert impersonators. They also want to go back in time and punch people in the face and then go back in time and stop themselves from punching people in the face because they don't want to live with the repercussions of punching people in the face. And just like the unknown and theoretical physics they are dealing with, this movie turns out to be unknowable and theoretically good. Or bad. It's a Schrodinger's cat kind of question. There seems to be some kind of incident at a party where a shotgun-waving douchebag threatens the daughter of the man they hoped would fund their machine before they realized it practically printed its own money. Sir Aaron goes back to stop it, but somehow isn't able to, so he needs to abduct Abe to do it, but that doesn't work so he abducts himself. But then that also doesn't do it, and maybe old man Granger somehow went back in time and screwed things up, but when he gets near one of the Abes he goes into a coma. And then Aaron convinces Abe to go back and help him, and there's a fail-safe box that either Aaron or Abe used and now there are two Abes and two Aarons in the same timeline because Doppel Abe and Doppel Aaron never successfully build the box, and real Abe and Aaron are having a lover's tiff where Aaron accuses Abe of creeping on him and his family and Abe tells Aaron in no uncertain terms to never come back and Aaron goes to France, maybe, to do something. Phew. Roll time travel sucks credits. God. Jeez. The lungs on that chick. Wow, I know, right? But it's still sexy when she says garage. 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 Wow. So this was a very well thought out time travel movie. It's probably one of the tightest time travel movies I've ever watched. The production values on this movie... (laughs) Leave a lot to be desired. <laughs> the story leaves a lot to be desired. The acting leaves a lot to be desired. The music leaves a lot to be desired. There's a lot left to be desired for this movie. I think the story is okay. I think the story fell. I couldn't follow it. The story was hard to follow. The and overall concept was good. Yeah, I think yeah, the I agree. execution was um, shit. Yeah, yes, and part that, of that's that the perfect word. Part of that was because this is Shane Carruth's first foray into filmmaking. He has it was abs- it his last? No, it wasn't his last. <laughs> he actually uh, he's actually got another film that uh, Primer is, Two. No, Primer Two, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, um, Primer Two. We go back in time and stop Primer One from being made. Ah, that would be a good movie. <laughs> I'd watch it just so I can hopefully not have to watch Primer 1 ever again. Is that how this works? I'm so confused on the fucking time travel aspect of this, and I'm going to tell you why. For well, the first 20 minutes of this film, it's gibberish. Gibberish how? Gibberish. They talk like we're supposed to know what the fuck they're talking about. Right. And that was actually a conscious decision by him. By Shane Carruth. <laughs> that was did a all terrible, the roles. You misspell or you miss you mispronounce terrible decision <laughs> by by Mr. Carruth. Well, terrible as it might have been, he didn't want to dumb down the 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 science and engineering talk for the audience. Is he an engineer by trade? He is an engineer Probably. and a mathematician by trade. Like I said, this is his first foray. Into he should filmmaking. probably keep just engineering and mathematicianing right. instead of trying to filming. Yeah. So this this film took him three years to produce. Jesus. Yeah. It took him. It only took him a month to shoot, but due to his lack of knowledge on you know filmmaking techniques and you know never having done this before, he only had about eighty minutes worth of usable film. To make the movie, and the movie's 78 minutes long. So that kind of tells you where some of the story may have fallen through the cracks. I suspect that the narration that he did wasn't initially part of the the story, and that he kind of had to do that to fill in some of the gaps. That would make sense, because it kind of felt shoehorned in. Right. Like, it, it was, like, <laughs> like, narration usually, like, sets things up. And this was more explaining than setting up. Right. It was a 77, 78 minutes of my life. I'll never fucking get back. But 
I will say this about this movie. It was better than Metropolis and it was better than 112263. Well, that is pretty fucking high praise from you. Well, wait a minute. Was, was there actual time travel in this? Because we never really saw it. Well, yes. Yeah. What? What? I think they just hotboxed the entire time. Hotboxed? What are you talking yeah, about? They, I think they just got in the boxes and then they were just huffing oxygen. Well, how do you and, explain and A being in the same place at the same time? Two different right. Abe's being in the same place at the same di- or the same Them time. Them watching that themselves. Was, like, no, how do you. A, that was a body double. That wasn't a body double. Body Rob, okay, look, so. For a guy who's got a hard on for time travel, like I feel like you jerk off and then you're like, I'm going to go back in time and jerk off again before I jerked off before. And then you just jerk off again. You didn't really go back in time. You're just jerking off twice to the thought of time travel. So I'm shocked that you are not all about this movie. Because it sucked. <laughs> well, it did suck. I don't disagree, but it was chock full of time travel, and there was actual. No, it yes. was not chock full of time. It was chock full of some like PVC box um, <laughs> stored in a storage building. Two and, of them. and then there was one on yeah, the second floor. That's true. And and then and and then it was like, oh hey, here they are. Oh no, here they are again. Are they really here? We don't know. Yada, yada, yada. Well, if you're that right, big so, of a fan of the movie, Rob, you can actually go to some of the sites where this was filmed. Uh, was it done in Texas? Richardson. Oh, well, sweet. No wonder everything looks so familiar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they were building an anti-grav device. Is that what they were trying to build? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought they were doing, yeah. was building an anti-grav device, and then it turned into like a fucking wormhole. Yeah, like, so there's more science to th- in this <laughs> than there was in 112263. That's for fucking sure. You're right. It's j- it's mm. just all it's so disjointed, convoluted and hard to follow because of the double speak, the engineering speak, the mathematician speak. I am none of those things. I can barely speak English as it is. Like he needed to dumb this down quite a bit. That's what he should have done, and I'll be honest, it would have been a much better movie. But I found myself having to go back and rewind to figure out what the fuck was going on. Yeah, and I actually watched this twice just to make sure that I understood what was going on. Jeez, oh, I'm um, sorry. Why? I mean, it was it was a decent movie. It wasn't hard to watch. So It's the third worst movie we've ever watched. The third? Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, well, okay, gonna- so he wasn't here for the arrival. Yeah, no, oh, I wasn't that's here for right, the arrival. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, or was so he here for is, ripped? And yeah, uh, yeah. So. Uh, RIPD is a fucking classic, sir. Uh, uh, the arrival is a fucking classic, sir. I'm going to say you've uh, never seen either one of those. I've I have seen I, I've seen one of those. I haven't seen <laughs> RIPD. Uh, but uh, this is better. It's still like I said. Like Metropolis is the worst movie we've, we've reviewed, uh, and then eleven twenty two sixty three is is next, and then and then this. It's not good. It 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 has elements of greatness. Like there are, there are flashes of greatness. I'm going to put it to you uh, in terms like I would put it in terms of a cigar. When you, when you smoke a Cuban cigar, if it's too young. It's harsh. It's overly harsh. It's 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 almost bitter. It is not good, right? But you can there are hints, there are splashes, there are flashes of what this cigar will be later on, right? Like if you let it age, you let it mature. If this movie, if if Mr. Carruth could have sat on this idea and put it together in his head a little bit more and done a, just a modicum of research on how to make a fucking movie, it probably would be pretty decent. He did a little research. He was the boom operator for another independent film um, <laughs> while he was <laughs> writing the script for this one. So he did a little bit of research on on filmmaking. But yeah, was he just hoping like osm- through osmosis, like he would get the knowledge? I think he was wanting to kind of gain some knowledge by being on the set and observing. Which, I mean, I've never made a film. I would know 
pretty much next to nothing about the first well, thing I've about making a film. Before. So I've made films. He is light years hard. ahead. Of, oh, really? We're, we're not talking about your bedroom films. Yeah. Oh, then I haven't made any films. <laughs> so he's got another movie out called Upstream Color. Uh, it deals with a lot of the same uh, topics. It's a time travel movie. Okay, so movie. stop. Nope, nope. Stop right there. You'll have to put it on the it's list. It's on the list. Don't you dare. Don't you dare put this on. Oh, motherfucker. It's supposed to be much better than this one. I hope we draw that this week. <laughs> I hate you so much, Rob. Secretly. Uh, secretly hoping. You know, when I saw Jason yesterday, I said, is Rob here? And he said no. And I gave Jason the biggest fucking hug. I know. He, he had a tear in his eye. He didn't even tell me. I told you when I was there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that that's... I thought maybe that was from when you were with him at... Uh, what was it? Uh, D23 or whatever. No, we didn't. No, no. Uh, Star, Star Wars Celebration. Star Wars. Yeah, Star yeah. Wars Celebration. Yeah. No, no, that was yesterday. <laughs> oh, okay. That was real time, yeah, I buddy. Got this. That was awesome. Real it was time. fantastic. Oh, wow. You weren't there. We talked about 112263. We talked about Sadis. I, and that you reminds, said, I secretly love 112263. Well, you'll have to find <laughs> out. Only, you'll have to become only, a Patreon uh, member and find out. <laughs> yeah, I only bash it on the show because it makes for good podcast. I secretly have watched it four times. You're giving it That's away. Not shocking. Well, it, I'm giving it away because I'm a Patreon supporter. Uh, right. That is inaccurate, sir. I contribute <laughs> one nickel. You can't just... You can, there's like a tier. There's like a base tier. You can't just be like, here's a nickel fucker. Make me a Patreon. That's not how this works. So, so are you telling me he's been Linus? You throw a couple nickels. Oh, a couple nickels. So 10 cents. 10 cents is the base tier. Okay. I, what What's the lowest tier? A dollar? A dollar. Yeah, that's all you have to do is a dollar for a dollar a day. All right? No, it's not even a dollar a day. Would, for a dollar a, dollar a month. A day, for the price of a, a cup of coffee. You could make a better movie than Primer. Well, that's fucking true, right there. Thirty dollars. Uh, do you have? Do you have um, seven thousand and one dollars? Who me? Yeah. Why? I'm just asking. I have it in cigars. Would you <laughs> okay, like well, seven thousand and one dollars right. in cigars? No, no. That just means that you got a higher budget than what uh, Primer had, so oh, you should Jesus be able to make a better show. So this thing was done on a shoestring budget. Done that's by not a, a shoestring. That's more like a like a spaghetti noodle. <laughs> right. It's not even a spaghetti noodle. That's, it's like dental floss. And, yeah, and most of that went to film stock. So he he shot eighty he minutes worth of usable film. Fucking. Okay, but this was done in what two thousand and four, right? Two thousand four. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, it was released so, in two thousand four, so it would have been done in two thousand three. Okay, so 2003, that's even that's even better. So if Mr. Carruth is by some fucking act of God listening to this podcast, remake your fucking movie. Except this time, use one of these newfangled iPhones with the fucking tons of megapixels. People do that. Like, there are movies out there on the iPhone. And you know what? It'll look, number one, it'll look a hell of a lot better than it did in 2003. Right, and it's probably easier to to move move around and get the shots you want and figure it all out. Like idiots today, Rob can make a movie with Shane, fucking iPhone. Yeah, Shane just told me he's uh, he is. It's going to be with a GoPro though. GoPro. <laughs> That's not the <laughs> same gonna thing. He's going to strap gonna put it to a helmet on. He's going to strap it to the actors' heads. <laughs> I think they've already done that, and that movie flopped. <laughs> so did they do that? Wasn't there a movie where the guy it was basically first person view? Somebody wearing a uh, hardcore the entire... Henry. Yeah, that one. There you yeah. go. See, fucking Rob knows because it's a terrible movie and he probably loves it. I haven't ever watched it, but he knows. Kids wanted to watch it. He, my kids wanted to watch it. They're like, dude, it's like a first person shooter. I'm like, dude, you're gonna throw up. Right. <laughs> just, just don't go freaking watch it camera, in IMAX. Yeah, camera shakes with. Make you nauseous a lot. I don't know. Did it the Blair Witch Project, which by the way is more sci-fi than the uh, fuck? I can't do that. Eleven twenty two sixty three. Thank you. Did the Blair Witch Project make you th vomit? I never watched it. You've never watched the Blair Witch Project? Oh, we're not going to get into this. Illiterate. We're not going to get Jesus. into this. Jesus, how have you not watched this movie? Um, I've never turned it on. It's pretty simple. 
fucking watch the movie. I'm so glad you weren't there yesterday. We had so much fun. Yeah. Fuck you know, you he too. could go back in time. <laughs> he to, could. After you get done go. jerking off, go back in time and see if see if you show up tomorrow, yesterday. I'm so confused. Time travel sucks. So why did they make the time travel box so damn small? I mean, obviously he was able to expand Which it. Which one? And he even said, uh, Abe, in the storage room, you know, he even said at one point, you know, hey, you don't need all those discs. You just need the little tiny ones, and you just use a lot of them, right? So that's what he did. Well, Why but, did he make it like a coffin? Why didn't he just, like, well, make it the size of that storage room? He probably well, had I, limited materials to work with. Wait, Shane Ruth or, or No, Abe? no, no. All he needed to do Abe. was go steal a couple more catalytic converters. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and a couple more refrigerator uh, copper tubing. Right, right. I don't. I don't see the big deal because I. I would imagine that it, it, it's more of a, a metaphor uh, for time will be the death of us all. Nobody died. It, it, you, you just said it was coffin-like, right? Basically, they were the size of the coffin. As you I travel through just time, to you're traveling towards your death. I don't no, know. I'm just no, trying to help just... Mr. Carruth out. I don't think he's nearly that deep to figure that one out. No, I, I think it was. they just wanted to give a reason to have claustrophobia. I'm going to guess it was because he had a $7,000 budget. It, it, probably he didn't probably he a lot didn't of have that. enough to buy more PVC. <laughs> right. What it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he, he did kind of throw in one little Easter egg. So Turger, which was Abe's last name, um, is regret spelled backwards. So, and Abe eventually, you know, regrets going back in time. So that's, that's kind of metaphorical if you think about it, but don't think about it too long or you're going to start losing motor skills like they did in the movie. Why? Yeah, they couldn't write. He, they, they both started bleeding out of their ears. Um, <laughs> at what point, do you go, yeah, this just isn't worth it? Apparently never, because they kept doing it. Yeah. Over and over and over. I mean, I can understand, you know, wanting to go back once or twice so that you can build up your wealth portfolio and then, you know, retire. But they just got greedy. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of a, a look at human nature in terms of. Or in the it, view of time so, travel, this film. So wait, wait a minute. If it's just human nature, it's so convoluted and overly <sighs> complex, right? Like he, this, this story could have been dumbed down and been much more entertaining. And and, and on a seven thousand dollar budget, I don't <sighs> like if that's all he was trying to say is that. Uh, humans are greedy. There's a much easier way to do it than this convoluted, overly complex fucking story that makes no fucking sense to the point where you have to have a narrator there to explain shit. So I don't know that the story doesn't make sense. I think the story is the story makes sense. It's just there's so there there's so many gaps and some of the gaps are so wide that you lose continuity in the story and you end up really confused as to what in the hell is going on. The so last they, like 20 minutes of this movie, I it was really hard to follow and and I didn't really understand I still really don't un- fully understand what what in the hell all went on, but I got a better sense of it on my second viewing. So, it took me two viewings to figure out what in the hell was going on in this movie just because the narration, the the story plot line just bounces from a disease so, so many different they, times are they repeating the same uh, let's say day the same day over and over and over again yeah so okay. it was implied so, that that Aaron went back several different times to try and and stop that party shit buffle that happened um, and then eventually had to bring Abe in because whatever he did just didn't happen or change things too drastically or something. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, so they make, but they make stock, um, stock things, right? Or stock trades. They make trades. They started with stock trades and then they went to sports betting. Right. So, so they start doing that kind of stuff, but 
if you're repeating the same day over and over, how are you gaining money? Because technically you're resetting yourself and the bets every single time. I mean, I could understand if they were staggering it, you know, doing it, you know, going back six hours, making the bet, wait 12, go back six, make the bet, wait, you know, and, and, and kind of do like a, a curly cue thing. But if they're just doing a complete circle every single time, how are they making the money? Yeah, because that's it, a good it resets question. Resets time. They they may have done the the, they may have done what you described. It may have been Curly over Q. several days. Yeah, gotcha. Well, it wasn't. It couldn't have been several days though, because Abe had a failsafe box that had been running for only three days. Three days. So I guess maybe they only did three days worth. Yeah, I don't think this happens over a long period of time. I think this is literally like just a couple of days. Because the, the the whole thing starts, this is where I kind of got lost with the movie is, it starts talking about, well, once the time travel starts, it, it, they start talking about this party and the shotgun, right? And that's kind of like, that's the catalyst, but then you don't hear about it for like 45 minutes right? until the end of the movie again. But that was the catalyst for all of this is let's, let, we you know, we're going to stop this, right? And then, like, they explain that at the end of the movie, like, with the voiceover, is that it was all about trying to to stop this guy from, from uh, you know, it was just dumb. He didn't even kill anybody. He was just waving no. a goddamn gun around. I, I, yeah. So, and that part didn't make sense to me either, because if they, they were trying to stop that from happening and getting him arrested, but... If he didn't kill anybody, what's the onus to stop it? He would have gotten arrested anyway because he was waving a goddamn shotgun around. So that didn't make sense to me either. Uh, this is the worst Groundhog Day knockoff ever. <laughs> it's just, it, it's not good. And, it, and there's not really a, another way to put it. There's so many flashes, flashes of brilliance that I get why he was able to make another movie. But it's just, it's not good. It's. Barely, and and I mean this in the very literal sense of uh, of of the phrase. It is barely watchable. It is so disjointed, disconnected. However you want to say it, that it's just it, it's it becomes a chore. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, I mean, I yeah, I mean, it was hard to follow. Um, my biggest thing and. Why the hell are they wearing shirts and ties? I know. That was movie? one of my questions, too. They wear those goddamn shirts and ties and slacks the entire fucking movie, I except mean, when they crawl in the machine, they get into their underwear. Right. What the hell is that about? I, it's like they felt like they maybe they thought they lived in the 20s when, when gentlemen uh, would wear, wear suits all day. I don't know. I, I couldn't figure that out either. I thought it was really weird. Like he even was playing basketball in his shirt yeah. and tie. It's like a $3 tie. And at that point yeah. they had money. So why did he have a $3 tie? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know. Can we talk about, like, here's the thing that kind of surprised me. Like while I said the acting's not good, the acting's not terrible. The acting isn't terrible. Shane Carruth's acting isn't terrible. The guy who played Abe's acting is okay. Everybody else's acting sucked. There was there other people in this movie. Right? I was going to say, who are the other people? But you're right. Like all of the, um, I don't want to call them ancillary characters, but all of the ancillary characters, um, they were awful. Yeah. Uh, from the wives to uh, the scientists to the the business guys, to the guys, it's just yeah, they were all bad. Even yeah. the two, the other two, uh, like their two partners. Yeah, they weren't they obviously good didn't. Like. I think one of the yeah. partners was actually one of the was the cameraman though, so I think he was pulling double duty. Well, that well that that's a good reason that's I guess to a, suck at acting. That's not an excuse. I mean, Shane Carruth was pulling like fourteen <laughs> duty or whatever. Well, here's the, I, I want to know how many of these people got paid. So if he had a seven thousand dollar budget, I don't think they got paid I, anything. Did he? Did he? Did he get paid six thousand dollars and the rest went like he had a thousand dollars to build I'm the hoping coffins? they got they got paid something because it made eight hundred and forty thousand. Was it Time that much? Coffins. I thought it was only like half a million. 
It says it says the box office that's was still that's still eight hundred and forty. Even if it's only half a million, and it was yeah. a seven thousand dollar budget, whatever studio gave him seven thousand dollars to to you know for the like fuck, they made a killing. I don't think a studio gave him seven thousand dollars. I think he well, self funded. How the fuck did he release it? Well, so a studio a published it, picked it up. But yeah. the so I'm guessing they didn't pay more than a, a, a fifth of that, a hundred thousand dollars. I'm guessing that's they didn't pay more than that for the rights to this movie to pick it up. I, I so, don't know. That, so I don't know the details on on what they did to to buy the movie, or if or if he got like you know gross proceeds. He got net proceeds. I don't know what the what the deal was, what he got out of the movie whenever they published it. Well, I can tell you what the rest of us got. A fucking headache from trying to follow it. Right. Oh, yeah. It took him two years to fully post-produce this movie. Jesus Christ. So this he was filmed actually, it in five weeks. Yeah. Filmed so this it in was five shot weeks. Took two years to edit it. 2002. Yeah. And you can tell the by the cell is phones. unnoticeable. Okay, yeah, I guess. But I, like in 2002, did you have a cell phone? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Hey, in 2002, the cell phones didn't have cameras on them. That's true. I mean, we're talking Nokia bricks, right? right yeah, that, yeah. Well, they look like a Nokia brick. I had a Nokia in 2002. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. The music was un- unremarkable in this movie. Like, I don't even remember the music. Do you remember the music? I remember some music being in it. I don't remember <laughs> the music, no. <laughs> right. And but I, I mean, that's not like necessarily I, a bad thing. It's not like the music detracted from the movie. It's just the music wasn't, you know, memorable. I guess, but I've said this. I, I used to say this when it came to, to video games that we that we would review. If I'm not noticing the music, either good or bad, it's probably bad. Yeah, but I'm I'm of It's the, not adding to it, right? It's not adding to the scenes, it's not adding to the tension, it's not adding to the whatever. But it's not detracting either. So Right. So I it's just but that's to me that's bad. I I I think it's neutral. I think it's there. I may notice it in the background, I may not, but it's part of the background. It's part of the scenery. It's it's not detracting. It's not taking me out of the movie. That's the worst thing you can do with move, with music in a movie is to make it so noticeable that it takes you out of the movie. It doesn't enhance the movie. It actually detracts from your enjoyment of the movie. And there's been a few movies like that. Not, yeah, I guess. But I, So music's either good or bad. I don't think there's a neutral... When it comes to music, I think the music is good when it adds to the scene, when it adds to the tension, when it adds to the mood. And I think it's bad when it detracts. Maybe that's it's terrible when it detracts, and it's just bad when it's just background and you don't you don't notice it one way or the other. And so I look at it more like a spectrum. Right. So there's there's terrible, which is it, it detracts from the scene or it works against the scene. Um, that that's terrible. Bad is you don't notice it. It doesn't add or detract. It's just there, and that's, so that's bad, and then there's good. But I don't think there's, a, like, a middle ground. The middle ground is still bad on my spectrum. Well, it's neutral sense. on mine. It's just, eh, on mine. I don't have a spectrum. You are a spectrum. I'm on the spectrum. Oh, shit, I can't say that. Yeah, you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, no, Sorry. that's bad. Any other observations before we go to awards? Rob's no. an idiot. I agree. All right, James, who's got your... <laughs> I'm no longer going to look for Christina Hendrick pictures for who's you. Who's got your black lung? You're getting bathtub girl shit. You know? uh, that's funny. Uh, who's got my black lung award? I have both of these assholes who were going back in time because like, I'm guessing it gave them cancer. Okay. Rob? Um, my black lung goes to Aaron. Um, specific, well, one, because he smokes, but specifically when... Um, he waits until the garage at the beginning of the movie has completely closed, and then he lights up a cigarette. Um, I mean, we're talking 2000. People know what secondhand smoke and all that kind of stuff does to him. But no, he, go ahead, he goes ahead and hot boxes in the garage in his suit and tie because people can see suits and ties inside a garage. It's important. 
Good call. Good call. Yeah. So hey, mine, you dress for the job you want, not the job uh, you have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Man, what job look, did he you want? Look snazzy. I don't know. Uh, garage, something outside of the garage, apparently. <laughs> but you know, you look snazzy. Where you work? Out of my mom's garage. It's not his mom's garage. It's his garage. He owns the garage. Like if we're gonna, you know, put digs on the guy, like fucking at least make it make sense. He it's his own garage. It kind of reminded me of uh, uh, um, Bill Gates. You know. How he well, I think out that's kind of what he was going yeah. for. These guys were like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs working yeah. out of their garage. I don't know and, that and Bill Gates ever out worked out of a garage. Maybe it wasn't Bill Gates. Well, no, it was jo- Steve was Jobs, Jobs and Jobs Steve Wozniak did. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Maybe maybe they had a falling out about time travel too. Maybe, maybe they are time travelers. Well, if maybe. they are, Steve Jobs is dead, and he sucked at it. You're a moron. No, there's no maybe about that. Rob is a moron. No, the only reason why Steve Jobs is dead is because he went back too many times and he bled out of his ears. He got time much. cancer. Black Lung Award, time, Steve Jobs. I'm Steve saving Jobs my time. black my Black Lung Award is now Steve Jobs. Forgetting time cancer? Time cancer, yes. So my black lung is going to go to um, one of their partners from the beginning. Uh, apparently they were doing some kind of bullshit in their garage, had masks and gloves on with some kind of toxic chemical. And this dude just walks into the garage and they're like, wait, 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 you don't want to be in here. And he's just standing there looking at all this toxic that. fumes coming out. <laughs> was, uh, he like just, takes a drink. Yeah. Like, it was put like a mask argon. on. He's like, fuck it. I'm yeah. just going to take a drink. I don't like, care about that argon, argon or something like that. No, that yeah. wasn't argon. Argon's a noble gas. It's not going to. No, or whatever they were having to. They, they had stolen something. Mercury. Not, mercury. Was it mercury? I, something I don't like know that, what it was. It was, sun, uh, it was yeah. dry ice in a bucket is what it actually was. But yeah, this, oh, this no, it was wasn't. supposed to represent You're ruining some kind Rob's of immersion. <laughs> <laughs> so he's getting my black lung. Uh, Rob, who's got your uh, head lush? Aaron at the barbecue. Okay. That was the only person I saw. He was sitting there at the bar. Uh, that's I the only person I... you saw drinking? Really? No, that's not I mean, the only person I saw drinking, but I was trying to give it to Aaron for all of these because <laughs> his name is Shane Carruth. I mean, shit. Oh, I see what you're doing. Shane Carruth gets, I yeah. see what you're doing. No, uh, I, yeah, I was yeah. going to do that, but I thought I made the joke at the beginning of the show, so doing it would kind of be silly. Well, see, my joke was coming at the end of the show. You had your joke. Now I'm doing my joke. So Aaron at the barbecue. James, who's got yours? In his shirt and tie. Fuck, your joke's going to be terrible. Uh, uh, Mine goes to the wives for drinking wine at every fucking party. Yep. (laughs) That's exactly who mine's going to for the exact same reason. It it was only one party. It was a lot of time. Did you not listen to the goddamn narrator say that this went on for months and it dragged out for months? While they were showing the scene of them drinking wine, hence the audience is supposed to then make the connection that they have been doing this same thing for months, trying to get whoever's dad to give them fucking money, which means that at every party at the end of the night, when everyone's gone, the two wives sit down with a fucking glass of wine and bitch about how their husbands are probably going to go to a hotel room later on in the movie for six hours every day by themselves. I'm pretty sure Rob doesn't watch the shows just like he doesn't listen to this show. That's probably true. James, who's got your um <laughs> who's got just, your player? Uh um uh the, you know, who gets the player award in perpetuity if there's not in if there's not like a player cuz like nobody got hit on, nobody got laid. It's kind of silly. So who gets it? Who's like the default player award? I don't want to give it to Shane Carruth because that's fucking Rob's joke. I don't know. We haven't done the default in so long. I forget. There hasn't. There wasn't a default for a I while. I thought it was. No, no. It's not Simon. Uh, Simon's not the player. No, Simon's not the player. No. I don't know. So, fuck. Shane Carruth gets it. Shane I guess it Frank. <laughs> Frank, if you're listening, if you could hit us up on Discord and tell us who the default player is, thanks. Okay, Rob, who's got your player? <laughs> um, mine's going to Aaron um, uh, because he figured Shane out Chris. 
Yeah, Shane Carruth. Because uh, he figured out Abe's failsafe and got the drop on him as far as, like, overcoming his failsafe. You know, he made the whole uh, tape or whatever, and so he was basically just playing him, you know. Uh, and, and they even showed it, you know, uh, when he's sitting on the bench, he starts answering the questions that Abe was supposed to ask. Right. Right. So, so you know, he's just basically he's going along with the motions. So I went with that. That works. Yeah, I thought so. It was more of a mind player instead of a sex player. So my player award is going to go to Rachel because she had these guys. Who the fuck's Rachel? Oh, my God. Rachel <laughs> is the... Did you actually watch the movie? I did. I was just... He so, still doesn't know who Rachel is. Like he's, he, he, it's the girlfriend of uh, Abe. No, that is not no. Abe's girlfriend. Jesus she has a separate boyfriend. That is the daughter of Mr. Granger. She was the daughter that Abe kept inviting to the party so that she would bring her dad along so they could talk up her dad to get funding. I thought he had, I thought they were girlfriend. It was his girlfriend. No. Later on in the movie, they say that, you know, he's talking to Rachel and invites her to the party and says, bring your boyfriend, or Aaron says, her, he and her. Okay. So I had a hard time following this, and I read the, uh, I read the notes on Wikipedia, holder of all knowledge, and it does say that Rachel was Abe's girlfriend. I think that's inaccurate. But Wikipedia, holder of wait, all wait, wait. knowledge, will not lie. Yeah, didn't they? Now that you're, you might be right. Weren't I they think arguing about this at the fountain while they were looking for the yeah. cat? Remember, like it just jumped yeah. to all of a sudden the cat's gone and we have to go find a fucking cat. They were yeah. arguing about this, and he's like, "How can you do this to your wife and kid or something?" And he's like, "Look, um, you know, it is what it is or whatever, and and don't worry about what I'm doing. This was a one time thing." He's like, "You're not acting like yourself." So maybe you're right. Maybe he was having an affair think- with this chick. I don't know. But she was at the party with another blonde dude. I look, I know. I don't know, dude. Look, this whole like this whole fucking movie, man. This whole fucking movie is just it's fucking hard to follow. So I'm just I'm trying to give Rob a bone. I've been, you know, bashing on him all day. I didn't no, you don't need to yesterday. worry about it. You, you don't need to worry about it. I have a boner. We're talking about time travel. <laughs> Good God. All right. So my player award is gonna go to the movie for giving Rob a boner. <laughs> perfect that is good awesome job. good job well done well done uh james who's got your purple hippo shane caruth for thinking that he could fucking make a movie with absolutely no research done on how to make a fucking movie but he did plenty of research on the concept of the movie shane caruth i i did i do plenty of research on lots of things doesn't mean i know how to do it you don't do plenty of research on anything, and you still don't know how to do it. Look, researching how to get a girl is still research. <laughs> you have a wife. <laughs> you uh, you got one at one point. I don't know why she's still there, but she is. All right. Well, who did you research as your purple hippo, Rob? <laughs> Was that him who just breathed into the mic? Yes. Just, def- just defeated like fuck. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was me. Uh, purple hippo goes to drum roll, please. Uh, your wife? No, Aaron. Uh, again, you know there was this whole joke theme thing. Jeez, do you not listen to what I say at all, James? <laughs> no, I don't. Because uh, it's following you is a lot harder than following this fucking movie sometimes. Right, right. Yeah, Which goes to Aaron because um, <laughs> I think he. Uh, Probably flipped his shit just a little bit uh, when he saw himself in person um, for the first time. You know, you know when uh, he goes back in the failsafe and actually makes contact with his own dude. I think at that point in time he kind of freaks out. I'd like to think he would freak out. One of one of them know. did. Yeah, because he didn't know that um, time travel existed at that point in time. Uh, he thought he was just making a microwave. Right. So mine's going to go to both Shane or Shane. Shane Carruth, uh, both Aaron and Abe for getting time cancer from going back so often that they bled out their ears and they lost the ability to write. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> like I know the, what do you say? I, I, I know what they look like in my head. I can't make my hand make the, 
make them. He's like, and it's the same with the left hand. Yeah. Well, it's it, he says it looks like you're writing it with your left hand. So they're losing motor ability. They're both going to have Parkinson's. Probably. And time cancer. They've got time Parkinson's and time cancer. We need a time doctor immediately. But not well, Doc Brown. we have Brown. a time cop. We have a time cop. I know. I made that joke a couple weeks ago on, on 11 Do you listen to the shows that we do, Rob? There's We post these? Sometimes. <laughs> then we go back in time, and we do these shows without you, <laughs> and we post that one. All right. Who's picking the number? Who's telling me when to Why? stop? <laughs> I mean, you just better. just don't post. Don't even, you don't even have to redo it. You just just don't post my portion of the audio. Who says we do? You don't listen to the show, do you? <sighs> That's true. I don't. <laughs> I, I'll pick the number. Skippy can say stop. Okay. You need to pick a number between one and one thirty-five. Ah, oh, that's easy. One, baby. Number one. All right, Rob. Tell me when to stop. Don't ever stop, Jason. Keep. Going. <laughs> All right, that was pretty good, Rob. Well done, sir. Well Don't done. Stop. Don't stop. Okay, you can stop now. I can stop. Yeah. Please be the color. On, what, what oh, okay. So this is another series. We're going to have to skip this one. But we will put it on the next series that we'll do. What what series was this? Space Above and Beyond. Space Above and Beyond. So this was a 90s sci-fi series that took place in the future um, about a squadron of space marines that were dragged into a war with an alien species. Okay. It was basically kind of like Baba Black Sheep in Space. This already sounds terrible. <laughs> Come on. That's my job here. I just poo-poo everything. All right. So you want to pick a different number or you want to stick with number one? No, let it ride, man. Number one. All right, Rob. Let me know when to stop. I'm almost there. Give me a second. It doesn't take you this long. Oh, okay. Stop. Oh, my God. We can edit that out, right? Yes. No, don't. Don't do it. <laughs> Oh, okay. So this is a this is a pretty good one. Another good one. It's primer two. Primer two electric Stream boogaloo. Color. Stream color. So we're sticking around the same time period, at least right, in Shane terms Ruth involved of, in this. No, at least in terms okay. of when the movie was released. So next week we are going to talk about a, tr a movie about a troubled teenager who is plagued by visions of a man in a large rabbit suit who manipulates him to commit a series of crimes after he narrowly escapes a bizarre incident. Oh. It stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Jenna Malone, Mary McDonald, is directed by Richard Kelly, and it is 2001's Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. Oh, my God. Don't tell me you don't like Donnie Darko. I hate this fucking movie. Are you serious? I, Do you like anything good? I've so, never seen it. Okay, so uh, uh, when I was uh, in when I was living in Iowa City, one of my best friends at the time, like we hung out all the time and we did things that were considered illegal at the time. Like, oh, I want to get into all the things that I put inside my body, uh, but. Uh, he made me Wait, watch this movie. Frank. <laughs> he Wait. made me. He made me watch this movie, and it was just dumb and terrible. And yeah, I mean, I'll watch it again with an open mind. I just I, I remember hating this movie. And he's like, I don't know how you can hate this movie. But he was like one of these guys, like all the artsy fartsy fucking movies he he loved. And this just struck me as artsy fartsy. And honestly, uh, it turned me off to Jake Gyllenhaal. Really? This is what make. This yeah, is I'm what not a big his Jake, career. What? Yeah. I, it, it, it was, yeah. and and I'm not a big Jake Gyllenhaal fan. Like I'm not. I'm not anti Jake Gyllenhaal. Like I am anti Will Smith. <laughs> but I, I, you know, if there's a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal in it, I would think twice before you know watching it. You had no problems watching Spider Man. I haven't watched. He hasn't seen one. that one yet. 
You've already well, fucking shit. spoiled that one for me because I know who dies at the end, asshole. Thanks for that, Rob. Who dies at the end? I'm not fucking saying it because then you'll tell me that I... You know what? Your time travel bullshit will not work on me, sir. And that's all we've got for this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Pod crawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at eargluemedia.com forward slash Discord. Are you reading this? On Twitter at Satisquo <laughs> underscore podcast, fuck you. Or email us at smokinganddrinkinginspaceandoutlook.com. If you would like to throw us a few nickels, uh, you can become a Patreon supporter. And <laughs> it's more than a few nickels. It's like 20. Shut the like, fuck up. Become a Patreon supporter. <laughs> get uh, access to the uh, new content that I'll be putting up, and you'll understand that joke that he just threw my way. <laughs> you can do that by going to <laughs> eargluemedia.com forward slash Patreon. Be sure to check out all of the other excellent podcasts at eargluemedia.com. And this goes without saying, but James is a dick. And the poorly thought out and sometimes questionable opinions expressed in this show are ours and might not be shared by Earglue Media or anyone else for that matter. And for this week, I'm Shane Carruth. I'm Shane Carruth. And I'm Shane Carruth. And we'll talk to you next week. That was a long silence. Were you waiting um, for me to go into Frank? Is that what you were doing? No, were you, no, I really wasn't. I was just, right. I didn't yeah. know. I wasn't no, sure. No. It was just a long silence, and I didn't know it if was. I was supposed to do a bit. Well, I mean, it's up to you. You want to go back? Uh, Frank, if you're listening, um, can you tell <laughs> who's us? Who's got your I, player? Why are we doing this again? Time travel sucks. <laughs> Fuck, who's got your player award, Rob? <laughs>